Guys, welcome to the Drive-In Podcast. I'm Lamont. And I'm Alex. And we watch the bad movies. So you don't have to. Well, listen, we've been we've been doing this for a minute. I mean, since like the pandemic. Like we've yeah. been we we've been doing this. We've been watching the bad movies, the good movies, the TV shows. So we figured we would take some time out just to show some love to the cast that been we got tons of questions in, like tons of uh like we like to call our, our crew the real ones, like yeah. the ones the cats have been down since day one. Real, like R E E L, like the real ones. Hashtag the real ones. Those are our, our guys and our ladies that chime in and ask us questions. So we got like ten questions that you guys wanted answers to. So we're gonna jump into those, but we also wanted to give you guys a little background story of how we started this whole thing. Yeah. So uh, give me give me your your side of it, Alex. How how did drive in get started? Okay, uh, in a in a once upon a time in a place far far away. Now, <laughs> honestly, uh, it was one of those things that it was your baby, and I'm just here to help be the midwife for it. But in the sense, we were doing this way before we had podcast access. We will be at work uh, at a APT. And we'll have these gigantic debates, <laughs> almost like yeah. like we were running for office about different things, different movies. And we were like, these conversations are so good. I wonder what other people are thinking. And and then the the nail that struck the that just closed the casket was you telling me about this particular podcast. And I'll just t- toss the ball to you, uh about this podcast because you heard it and it and it just lit the fire into you just to say hey we need as far as African Americans we need a voice on film how we perceive things how we see things so tell why what was that last nail that last hammer strike that said hey man we got to do this well let me tell you like we like you're right this is basically a conversation that we've had like over years, every time a movie comes out, every time a TV show comes out, we all critique it, and like that's just what we do. Like we're we're journalists, we're photojournalists specifically, so we kind of have the eye for storytelling and for shooting. But for, I was listening to like the Ringer podcast; they're wildly popular, and everybody loves them. So I listen to them all the time, where they're doing like a top ten list of your top ten college movies, and they listed ten movies. And I didn't, I didn't expect it to be number one, but School Days didn't make the list. Yeah. Mike Lee's School Days. And I'm like, if you're doing... Because it was, wasn't it specifically top 10 college movies or top 10 college no, fraternity was, movies? College college fraternity movies. And I was like, well, you, yeah. can't, you can't give me nine that are better than School Days. Nah. Like, I get Revenge of the Nerds. Like, I, I get all of that. Like, but... Animal House, get that respect on both of those. Like Animal House is one of my favorite uh, comedies, and Revenge of the Nerds, all the versions of them. You know, <laughs> even though I hate sequels, they had some pretty good sequels. But to not even consider 
one of our a black experience at a HBCU is is just being really dismissive to the culture and the people. Uh, and it was a well shot film, and it talked about many dynamics in a HBCU culture. Uh, so for them to ignore that was kind of like, okay, we need we need somebody to. I wouldn't say champion. I I don't look at us as champions in that sense, but I do look at us as a voice in a very quiet place to to speak on things that uh normally nobody else would. Yeah, because like I feel like I'm not. I feel like we just need to be in the conversation. Yeah. Like if you're, they do all these movie review shows and they, sometimes they just don't, unless Denzel's in a movie, it's not going to get mentioned, you know, right. so we'll feel like we're trying to shine a light on some of the good work that's being done out there. And, and also we're bringing our friends in too, which is the really one of the cool aspects because we got mm-hmm. plenty of journalism friends that love movies, just like we love movies. And they just, we just welcome them in and, like Calvin and Kyle and those guys and like to just come in and help us out right. and just to uh, shine a light on some of these movies that and TV shows that need some love. Yeah, and we also we don't you know we do have other people outside of uh, television, news wise media talking on different things. It's different aspects of life because we have teachers and anybody we, we'll talk to them just to get an expert like we got business owners of 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 co- uh comic book stores and you know and we bring those experts in and we want to hear their voice on the different films that come out that's in their niche so it's 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 like like we've said it's giving voice to people that norm that normal normally you wouldn't hear from, and like with, for me, I feel like movies and food are two things that you don't have to be good at to critique. Yeah, you know, it's like you don't like I can I don't have to be a great cook to tell you the meal is trash. I yeah. don't have to be a great filmmaker to tell you the story doesn't work. Right, so, everybody's a critic, and that's fine. That's kind of kind of what we kind of build our stance on. Mm-hmm. So listen, you guys reached out to us about your know, ten questions. So we, we we got more than ten, but we wanted to break them down to ten, yeah. just to give you a little bite size. So we're gonna go back and forth with these and just you know answer some of these questions that you guys had. Okay. So Alex, number one question: What movie made you fall in love with movies? Okay, you know I had to give essay answers to to every question. <laughs> so. uh the movie that made me fall in love with movies was Ghostbusters in the 80s. Ghosts. Hello, Ghostbusters. They're real. You do? You have? They're here. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Hey, anybody see a ghost? They catch the ghost that won't stay dead. They're armed. Ah! 
they're dangerous. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. All right, that's bad. Okay, all right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. They're professionals. Oh, I'm the chairman of the largest paranormal removal company in America. And the reason why it was because it was my first movie theater experience. So like, oh. it was, you know how you always talk about the church bus movies yeah. where they, it, I, it was one of those events. So the youth department at my church uh, went to the movies to go see Ghostbusters. And it was my first time walking into this dark, musty room because, mm. you know, movie theaters don't smell good <laughs> unless the popcorn is like In the protruding. 80s, they did. Yeah. Now? Yeah. Well, go ahead. Yeah. So you go into the movie theater. It's a dark room. You sit down and, you know, it's that excitement that builds up because I don't know what it is about movie theaters, but they always give you a moment of black, just total black and darkness, and then the lights flash, something yeah. big happens, and it was just that moment of, you know, coming from a rural area where you don't get too much rah-rah big stuff happening, like concerts and all that, that was, our, that was my theater, that was my concert, per se, and my eyes will open up, and, and then to watch Ghostbusters, watching Bill Murray and the crew just go crazy on screen it it was uh it, i just got hooked okay. and and to that point because i was a tv guy i think those elements pushed me into wanting to be in television and media okay yeah that, that the original ghostbusters was amazing so yeah i told i totally understand how that can hook a little kid and even and even with the action figures and the slime and all that, like I can't yeah. understand that how that could, how that could definitely hook you up for sure. Mm -hmm. What about you? For me, there's one movie, and this is my favorite movie, even as I grew into adulthood. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's getting pretty tough coming up with new illnesses. <coughs> it's a little childish, but then so is high school. Annie, you're not going to school like this. Call if you need us. They bought it. How could I possibly be expected to handle school on a day like this? Bueller. Cameron Dave. Get dressed and come on over. Bueller. He has been absent nine times. Bueller. My father spent three years restoring this car. Ooh. I guess that's my dad. What are we going to do? What aren't we going to do? I dug it because it was... I was even a, a kid. I was a nerd. I was like, it happened in one day. He's talking mm -hmm. to he's talking to the camera, like he's it. I don't know. It's just all the John Hughes isms of it. Like the the he was a middle class guy. He just wanted a day off from school. He had a, a mean sister, a, mm -hmm. we, a weird best friend, and a girlfriend. Like I just thought it was a really really cool unique movie that kind of spoke to me because before then I hadn't seen a movie where the time was the time. And it, and it, he was talking to the camera. Like mm -hmm. before that, we get uh, like moonlighting with Bruce Willis. He would kind of talk to the camera every now and again. But when I saw Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I'm like, this is cool. I want to do this. Like it was like, it made me want to be a filmmaker. I was like, this mm -hmm. is really cool. And then I went back and watched all the, the rest of the John Hughes catalog. And I think he's a, 
filmmaker that doesn't get a lot of love. Like, he should be up there with the Scorsese's mm-hmm. and the Spike Lee's and stuff. I feel like you get 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, yeah, day off. Come I mean, on, man. You listen to that resume, you'd be like, dang, why he don't get that type of respect? Because Home, those, yeah, yeah come on. those films are timeless. Like, every generation from here on out, just like Star Wars, will watch those films because they they speak a storyline that goes against gender, sexual orientation, color, all of that. Because everybody I know, everybody I've come in contact, loves 16 Candles, loves Breakfast Club, Breakfast Club. So it's like, he's a great director, bro. And I can get how that will pull you in and want to do do this business called film. Yeah, so that's yeah, that that's my answer. All right, uh, all right. And speaking of this, all right, what was the best movie theater experience that you've had, and why? Best movie theater experience I've had was I went to a IMAX, uh, theater, Regal Theater, and they had the IMAX with the surround sound and the vibrating seats in DC. Oh, okay. So and, what the, and guess what, guess what, what film it was, Hannibal. Oh, the the sequel to Silence of the Lamb. Yeah. So you know, at the top of Hannibal, they had this big shootout scene, and fire. They had the sound of fire going through everything, and and the bullets were whizzing by you, and your seat was shaking with with the shots, and cars were crashing into each other, and it was like, oh, this is different. It's real different, <laughs> but I love it. And it's like I pay, I will pay the extra five to ten dollars for this experience every time if I had to, because the seats were nice and comfy, big boy size, mm. you, you know, leather seats, nice cool theater. But when when that sound, the surround sound hit, and those seats vibrating and shaking, it was like one of the best experiences I ever had, bro. Okay, all right. I, 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 when I'm in DC, I gotta check that out. Okay. Yeah, I think all it's right. in Chinatown. Chinatown, okay. To be ex- to be exact, if I if I ever if you ever go. All right, for me, it's I'm real specific. It's Malco Renaissance Cinema Grill. It's in mm-hmm. Ridgeland, Ridgeland, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it. It's my number one because, okay, I'm old enough to where we used to go to movies and you couldn't pick your seat. Love the fact you could pick your seat, and, and that's not only it. You pick your seat, and it's a grill. You can get a burger, fries, and a drink for like ten bucks. Dope. Ten bucks, like ten, ten and it's a, and they it's a grill. It's a grill burger. You get you get the big screen. You get your seat. You go get your your uh. You go order your food. They give you a beeper. The beeper buzz. You come and pick your food up. They don't have to come there and interrupt the movie. Get there before the movie, and they have a, a bar inside the theater. Mm. It's 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 a it's a great experience. You could go there, spend twenty dollars, have a great time. Mm. Yeah, so that's what because most times these if you go to these theaters where they serve you food, it's overpriced a lot. But you want a good time, the the uh, Malco Renaissance in in Richland, Mississippi, it's an amazing time, and they have like all the all the all the hot movies are there, so you're not gonna miss anything. Yeah, because you like I said you pay extra for that, but not here. Cool. Okay, all right, and let's let's jump on to our next one. Uh, 
Okay, this is cool. This is funny when they sit in. If you if we do a movie on the drive in podcast, who will play you? <laughs> yeah. Like who who, I who like that plays you and who will play me? Like who how would you cast it? All right, so you're gonna be surprised at the people I pick. This is gonna be funny. Uh so I picked for you Michael Jamal Warner, former Theo. Theo, Theo from the Cosby Show. From the Cosby Show. I think his demeanor, uh, how he delivers, how he talks, is 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 right in the pocket with you. And the person that'll play me is Anthony Anderson. <laughs> because right, Dre, Dre. All right. first of all, I mean, you know, after di- diabetes, Anthony Anderson, Anderson <laughs> not before diabetes, the one that he is now on Grownish. Got you. Bro. And it's like. I've been told, like, hey, you know, you kind of look like it. I'm like, hell no, I don't look like him. But then I look at him like, yeah, you do got, we do got some features that are alike. Y'all, y'all could be so, fake cousins. Y'all could be fake cousins. Yeah, we could. We Like, to be funny, not to be funny, but I might have to, whenever I see him at a, one of the Q functions, I might have to ask him, where your folks from? Because he might be my relative for real. Then I'll be like, hey, can I hold $5? So, <laughs> but how about you, sir? Who do you pick to play you and who you get to play me? This is going to be funny. All right, for you, I got, just because of his sense of humor, I got Ari Spears, the comedian. Okay, okay. Yeah. I can deal with that. Because he's funny, I feel like the personality, I think it'll work. And I think he's a pretty good actor. For me, I got Ice Cube. Okay. Uh, since I was a kid, they've been saying I kind of look like you. So uh, I have to add some hair extensions to him, but uh, yeah, I think I think that'll work. I'll, I'll I'll watch that movie and then Cube will write it and produce it, and there we go. We got us a there. It is. Right there. It's in the pocket right there. Got us a Friday right there. All right. Uh, let me see. Uh, okay, this is a good one. What what is your Mount Rushmore of movie snacks? Oh, here we go. Movie snacks. And this is this is my right hand. This is what I go to every time. Only so, pick four. Only pick four now. Okay, yeah. We you can't go wrong with with a bucket of popcorn. Okay. But you know, I got an emeroid. I gotta I gotta hit it with the bam real quick. I gotta have the caramel cheddar popcorn mix whenever I get like that bucket of popcorn. Yeah, so we're just gonna get high blood pressure and diabetes at the same time. Might as well. And <laughs> since we go since we go ahead and make our diabetes flare up, let's go ahead and toss in a uh, icy, a cherry icy in the in the mix. And then since we go ahead since we got the good diabetes, let's go ahead and mess with cholesterol in in the sense of that that notion and go ahead and have some chicken tenders with honey mustard. And the last one, you gotta have a box candy in your Mount Rushmore. I don't care what nobody say. And that's a Nestle Crunch, the the brunch crunch, like the little small small ones that that are just they're not a whole Nestle bar, but they're just like the little kibbles and bits of Nestle, little mini ones. Okay, I got yeah, that's that's my Mount Rushmore. Those those are the four faces on on that mountain for me. Okay. All right, but well, personally, when I go to the movies, unless I'm going to the grill like that, I'm just going to hit in a regular movie theater. I don't mm-hmm. really do. I don't really do snacks because I don't like to, you know, get up. I like to sit through the whole time, so I'm not really a snack guy. But okay, since they posed this question, I, I got answers for you. 
popcorn. Let's go. I, I go popcorn. I go yep. light light butter, light salt, like popcorn. I do a hot dog. Nice. Oh. You, can't go, you can't go wrong with a hot dog. Okay. At all. I do the Coke Icy as opposed to the cherry. I'm a big Coke Icy guy. Gotcha. And, and then you got to go Reese's Pieces. Like if I'm going like a, just a box okay. of candy, yeah, the Reese's Pieces, I think those, that's a that's probably the perfect candy right there. So uh, Okay. What, what, I hate to use this term because the young kids use it. What, what condiments are you putting on your glizzy? On my what? Your glizzy. I don't know what the, the hot dog, is. man. Oh, the hot dog. Then I got. I, got a, I, I didn't know what that was. I didn't know. I just that's what. Sure that's what the kids call the hot dog. I was like, back in my day, the glizzy didn't mean that. But okay, I, if you I'm, say that. But okay. I'm doing but, must, mustard, mustard and relish. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, man. You and the dough. Because if you had to say ketchup, I would. I would have let you have. Nah, listen. Kids use a, ketchup on it. I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to ketchup, but if I, you know, like if I had chili, I might throw some ketchup on there. But if it's just a regular mm. dog, I'm more mustard and relish. Okay, for sure. For sure. I feel you on that. That's good. All right, let me see what else we got here. Uh, okay, this is a serious one. How do okay. you think the How do you think the strike with the the industry strike between the actors and the directors is going to change the movie industry going forward? Uh, just like COVID changed our social standards. Um, I think it's going to be really good for some people and really bad for others. I think with this strike, uh, a lot of people are going kind of hungry. And it's going to change the dynamic as far as like going to the theaters. Like theaters are going to catch a lot of hell to, to get back to that space to come back to, you know, for people to come in, come to the theaters because now we're doing streaming and, and everything's coming to the house. So it's just like COVID. So you don't have anything to go out to. So with that and the, you know, the, the writers, like, I hope the writers are writing good stuff up and putting it in a vault somewhere where they can come back and come back stronger after this reset so i think it's going to be it's going to be a it's going to be a real shift it's going to be a real adjustment yeah i i 100 agree i feel like we're gonna i think we're gonna lose a lot of shows mm -hmm. i feel like some of the shows that we liked before the strike that were trying to find their audience they aren't going to come back like they're, mm -hmm. just, they're, just, they're just not going to come back i think we're going to have more IP uh, movies, more franchise movies as opposed to independent ones, because studios are going to want to make their money back. Like yeah. they're not going to, they're not going to take a chance on a young director unless they're sure that he can get his money back. You know, they're going to mm -hmm. instead of giving you that independent feature, they want you to do like Batman three. You know what I'm saying? So they can know yeah. that they they know they got an audience and they know people are come going to come out. I think it's going to affect the fall schedule. It already has. Like we're not going to yeah. get. Abbott Elementary, all these shows that we've been that come in the fall, we're not getting them. You people look now on TV, we're getting these, all these game shows are popping up because they're free. yeah, and you know and after, reality shows. Oh my god, reality, and then after the NFL, like oh, it's gonna be a drought. Over, it's after the Super Bowl, like it's gonna have hard two weeks to be, because uh, 
the NBA gonna have to really beef up their advertisement to make that move because it's tough. Yeah, and then these shows that are already in the can, they aren't gonna be promoted. I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be a a real change, but they got to figure out how to pay these guys a fair wage on the residuals and work exactly. it out. So we, so we stand with them, but uh, we just hope they come back big, bigger, and better than ever. Well, one, one show that's going to come back is not going to be affected as soon as the strike is over. It's going to be mill until Mondays, I'll tell you that. Uh, we've been waiting on that one. I'm just saying, we've been waiting. The second season of Military Mondays, once the strike is over, it's going to be for real. It, okay. it, we're going to do some things. Okay, can't, can't, can't wait. All right. Here's, <laughs> okay, here's another question. Why do horror films get such a great following? Like, why are horror Ooh. films get such a great following? Now, this is my least favorite genre. I'm not a, I'm yeah. not a fan of horror since Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, let me. I would say for for me, it's because it's a community experience. Like you know, like you go, you 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 scream with everybody, and right. I feel like that's the only reason. You know, with horror, you don't want to watch that at home by yourself. You want to watch it with a bunch of your your people. So right. I feel like with horror, that's probably why people dig them so much. But that's not even my genre, so. Why yeah. I think you're a more horror guy than I do. Why do you? No, I'm really not. I think the reason why that question is so weird. Well, I won't say weird because that's just being dismissive. Um, the people that watch horror films like really into it, I just want to sit and talk to them and give them a hug because <laughs> they make me nervous. They like because these are these are your quiet people. Like a lot of people that watch horror. They'd be like, oh, that's that's quiet, such and such. They they into into horror films. They're like, oh, why though? Why why they love seeing death and slasher films, like sla- especially slasher films. Not not like, you know, sci-fi horror or anything like that. I can get down with that. But those slasher films where, you know, a, a whole society of cannibal people live in a hill. <laughs> and campers get caught up in there, and they eat these people alive. I I don't see how people can sit and watch it, no, and then I, go to sleep. I don't mind like scream. I don't mind. Yeah, uh, like, that, but funny. that could happen. You know, I'm making fun of a horror, but I feel like for me, and this might be, I feel like you kind of outgrow it. Like if I'm not scared, then what's the? That's just me. It's not a genre I dig. But I can respect the artistry, you know. We even reviewed like Halloween and a bunch yeah. of stuff on the podcast. Candyman, yeah, Candyman, Candyman was but, but I don't know. It just it just doesn't do it for me. But I understand how how people love it. And and and, and if if anybody, if you're listening to it, you know, it, and you're a horror film buff, chime in. Let us let us let us hop into your mind. Let me yeah. hear what your your perspective on that is. <laughs> For sure. Okay, hey, Ken, this is a fun one right here. If you could have dinner with one director, one writer, and one actor or actress, living or dead, who would it be? Okay. So, let's see. For me, dead or, dead or alive director, I got to go with the late, great John Singleton. Okay. That's the director I, w- I would like to talk to and the reason I want to talk to him is where was his mind during Boys in the Hood and how 
he just went in fearless to tell this story of culture in LA, you know? And then, you know, all these male tones as far as uh messages in in the film were so strong. Why 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 his approach to that was so strong in his in his writing and his uh directing of the film. So John Singleton is and you know, I love Snowfall. I, I just need I need to know. Need to hear it. Um the writer is Oliver uh, Sex and Steve Zellian. They are the writers of Awakenings. It's a film where Robin, Robin, not Robin Harris, Robin yeah. Williams and De Niro was in. And I just want to know where were their heads when they wrote this great film because I love the story. Like people coming out of a paralyzed coma and they have a short time to live what do they do with their time before they go back into this vegetative state and he tells that story so well and it makes you it, it encourages it well I wouldn't yeah it encourages you to live live more into the moments yeah and and don't waste time you know because you never know and I really enjoy that's like one of my top films anyway so I want to know the writer's mindset when they pin that actual uh, storyline. And the per and the person that I would actress, I would like to have dinner with. And if she hears this, trust and believe it will be a date. It's not. I'm, I'm coming <laughs> off. I'm, I'm shooting my shot. I'm letting it let it be known. Regina Hall. I'm 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 just gonna let you know. And I will. And it's not gonna be. A high budget. I might cook for you, and that's 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 when I that's when you know I love you. So I might cook for you. So it's Regina Hall. I just like her personality. She's hilarious, and I, and you know, on screen. So off screen, I know if she can do it on screen, I know she can do it off screen, and she probably won't. But if she does, it'll be a, a win win for me. I just would love to be in her company. That that's a strong list. I I, I would definitely come to that dinner for sure. Yeah. Sure. So, how about you? Who's who's sitting at the table with you, bro? For for me, I gotta go with Aaron Sorkin and for the writer, uh, few good men, social network, oh, Charlie yeah. Wilson's War, The West Wing, like Sports Night, like he's just Moneyball, The Newsroom, mm -hmm. Steve Jobs joint, like he is probably arguably the best writer of this generation. The mm -hmm. way he the way he puts words and stuff together, the speeches and a few good men. You can just tell the you can tell Sorkin wrote it because it it's like it doesn't stop. It just has commas, no periods. Uh, mm -hmm. Such an amazing writer would love to pick pick his brain on that. Director got to go with Scorsese. Like okay. I just literally, I literally want to just ask him about Goodfellas. <laughs> like I just want to yep. chop it up and uh, an amazing filmmaker. Like how he decided to. I mean, he basically he's like the Phil Jackson of filmmaking. Like he had. Mm. Good. He had Kobe, he had Michael, then he went to Kobe. Like, this guy had De Niro, then he went to Leo. So yeah. it's like how he decide, you know, who to work with. And mm -hmm. I don't know, I just think that'd be a, a cool conversation. For my actors, I had to go back in time. And I and I just, she came to mind because I was looking at the Sanford and Son ep episode. Okay. <laughs> when, when Fred got to meet Lena Horne. 
So I yeah. would I would love to sit down, you know, have her in there, just talk about all the stuff she had to go through, like going through Hollywood at that time. I'm sh- like amazing actress that were was way ahead of her time. Mm-hmm. So I would love if I get Sorkin, Scorsese, and Lena Horn. I think that'd be a, a strong dinner party. Let me tell you something. Lena Horn walks so Halle Berry could fly. Yes, yes. You know, she's the prototype, bro. And 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 folks don't put respect on a name like that. But she was the prototype for like African American female stardom. Like yeah, she was the prototype. And she caught it from both sides, just from her people, yeah. from, from from the other side. Like she wasn't black enough, she wasn't white enough. Like she was yeah. just an amazing actress who over the years she still was hidden. Like even as a, as an older lady, you know, you yeah. showed her like that. Yeah, that's that's the horn. So yeah. I think that'd be a cool deal. All right, dope, bro, dope. Here we, here we go. Rom coms matter. Give me, your, <laughs> give me your top three rom coms and why. Oh, okay. Here we go. I'm gonna keep it real simple, short, and dirty. Here we go. Fifty first dates, Adam Sandler joint. Uh, think like a man. Uh, and no, hit. no, no, no. The the question was why. Oh, I gotta because say why. Yeah, okay, that's what the lady, the lady asked. Okay. All right. So, fifty first dates. It's it's simple. The message is 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 real simple. Be with somebody and every make every day like it's your first time being with that person. You know, even though they they hid it in this this illness that the young lady had, it's still a message that you need to take into a relationship. You know, like, hey, don't let it get old. Pretend like she you forget. Like you be like 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 our boy Ted Lasso say, be like a goldfish. Yeah. Forget it and then have another day and learn each other more every day. So that's why I like 51st Dates. Think Like a Man, I love the fact of the cast. I I think for me, that was the launching pad for, that was that was some of the best work Kevin Hart ever did. Yeah. And Think yeah, Like yeah. a Man. Young Kevin uh, Hart, yeah. Yeah, and... and his supporting cast, like some of those dudes, I wish they would have more stuff for them. Like Romy, uh what's, Romy, Romy. Romy. Yeah, yeah. He, like he's yeah. a great actor, bro. Yeah. On, across the board. Like he can do he has comic comedy timing, but he can do serious stuff real easy. But you know, you know what, so what what sticks out to that about me is uh Will Packer. But like that's yeah. like that's when Packer was like Mr. Fam You, that's when he was like jumping yeah. off and he did all these like these popcorn movies, these really good fun movies that are well done but are inter- that are entertaining. Yeah. And until Will Smith kind of messed that all up at the yeah, Academy yeah, Awards. Yeah. But anyway, we're gonna keep on moving past that. And Hitch, speaking of Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, Hitch. Is really I love I love Hitch as far as rom com. And I think, you know, it's 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 kind of telling of my life. You know, you be a good guy and then the good guy has to turn bad and then inspire other guys, good guys to be who they are. And then he then he finally finds love. So I, I love that uh those rom coms um in that sense. Okay, that that's a strong list. I totally forgot about Hitch. Hitch was probably 
Next in Pursuit of Happiness and Ali, my favorite Will Smith movie. Yeah. So, so I'm a big fan. Yeah. So and Kevin James, every movie he's in, I'm watching. I don't care. Like that that's mm-hmm. one of the guys, like, he's funny to me. Um yeah. for my rom coms, I got, you know, nineteen ninety seven's Love Jones. Yeah. Like I and um. I and I love it. And and, and the thing about it is people would say, Is it a rom com? Yeah. It's it was funny. It was funny to an extent. <laughs> it it had it had some funny parts in it, but it also I feel like this was the first time you saw a sh- where the lady was in the wrong. And it, like it yeah. the other way around. I feel like this was a jumping off part for uh, uh what's my man? Linda Lorenz Tate, Nia Long, yeah. Isaiah Washington. Uh so I don't know I don't know how you can do a list without this being on there. So yeah. that's on there for me. Uh I can't. I think the king of rom coms is Hugh Grant, and for me, he's got so many of them. Four weddings and a funeral. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's Notting Hill. Notting okay. Hill. Notting Hill is an amazing movie, and it's Julia Roberts, an actress. Uh, he falls in love with her. She kind of big, big comes and comes back. The the comedy is hilarious. It's just a really heartwarming film. Every time it's on TBS or something, I gotta mm-hmm. check it out. And then my last one, I wanted to pay homage to the to the old school. I got Claudine. Uh-huh. Yeah, James Earl Jones. It's and just- a great soundtrack. I can't even front. You have Gladys Knight and Curtis Mayfield writing the music. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, oh, no, I'm interrupting. No, no, Diane, Diane Carroll. Carroll. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Like amazing. Like people forget about there was rom com. Like even in that time, that was all about the black exploitation. But yeah. Rom rom coms there that really stand out. So I feel like it's Claudine, it's Notting Hill, it's Love Jones. You get a black one, you get a universal one, and then you get an old school one. I feel mm-hmm. like you can't you can't go wrong with that. But please. <laughs> Watch Notting Hill. It's, yeah. it's funny. It's some of the best stuff you got. Pew Grant, Rom Con King, Julia Roberts. Come on, that's that's Miss America right there. So mm-hmm. can't go wrong with that. All right here. Let me see what the next one, the next one is. Uh, a Rom Coms matter. Mm, okay, what remake or sequel would you like to see? Okay. You know what? And and we've talked about this. This is like one of your favorite actresses. And I just want to see them do this in, in this time. Because it came out in 1995 and the film is called Kids. Oh, yeah. So to do a remake of all of the stuff that kids go through now. And I know Euphoria is like the long extended version of it, but to do another film called Kids and not set it in the big city. I don't need it to be in New York. I don't need it to be in LA. I need it in a rural area. The closest thing they we have now is probably Reservation Dog, as far as like kids and coming of age and all that type of stuff, but I would love to see a sequel of kids. I I don't mind like I feel like kids was ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Like it like if you the the like the movie 
the thing that those kids are going through that they went through, these kids are going through. If I exactly. I would I would love a sequel, but I would want to catch up with those kids, the ones that survived. Like a but lot of you know those- what? You know what, Lamont, in that I, I that whole the children of the, the, the parents of the children, I they they run that story in the ground now. They do, you know? but but if it's these kids, like if you got Rosario coming back, yeah, because I'm, I'm looking I at mean, the cast right now. You got Chloe Sevigny coming back. Like if you brought these actors back with their better actors now, you uh, and my guy uh, from uh, from Friday After Next, the one that was on the skateboard, yeah. <laughs> he came in hot like two films, two great films, and. Haven't seen him since. Yeah, I'd like to see him again. That's yeah, true. So I could I could see that. And then, but it's like these kids today, they're dealing with totally different things. So I totally get it. Yeah. I was, that's a that's a, you could that could be a TV show. That could be a Netflix. I don't yeah, that. that could be a series, bro. Like, but I mean, like we said, Euphoria, it it kind it it kind of delves into that aspect a little bit. But it's kids back in '95. I mean. I was a senior in 95 when I saw that film. So it was right in my my uh ballpark because it was yeah. talking about a whole bunch of stuff that was important to me in 1995. But that's when me and Rosario, that's when our relationship started, right? right <laughs> so, that that was that was the beginning. Uh Yeah. For me, I would love to see I know it's you don't like sequels and I know you don't want to touch classics. But if you could update the Breakfast Club, I think that would be good. <clears throat> like, if you could now, update it, question. Have- okay, with updating it, are we? We're not going to blackwash it, brownwash it. No, we're not. We're not going to do like uh, they what they did when they tried to fix uh, Sex in the City. We're not going to have one yeah. of every. We're not going to have one of everything. But okay. you know, we'll. we'll Cause I don't know how you do four kid, five kids in suburban Chicago and not have any minorities. Like that was the thing yeah. that struck out to me. Like I related to the jock, the the, the weird kid, the beauty queen. Like I get it, but you gotta. Now, would you keep it in the same universe? Would you use those former uh, actors in this new film, or would you just start from scratch? I would start from scratch. I would move it like I would move locations, okay. like get out of get out of. And with that, you can deal with one of them could be pregnant. Like you could you could figure out yeah. other other things that they would have to deal with. I would keep it to like a day or like an hour, like detention. Mm-hmm. I would keep it like that, and I would keep it, you know, comedy. I wouldn't go dark with it like the Fresh Prince. But uh, yeah, I feel like that could be. I think every generation could have a Breakfast Club because every kid can relate. You can have somebody with AD, like disabilities, like they don't even yeah. do stuff like that. So I feel like that could be a cool because there's a whole generation of kids that haven't seen that, and I think that could be kind of cool. All right. Ooh. When now, you said a dis, well, they're not disabled, but could you imagine a, a a Down syndrome actor? They've done that. Well, remember we've had Down syndrome with like Corky and on the page. Yeah, like, but I mean know? just. Just to be in that number, yeah, be- <laughs> and and the fight, you know, the reason why he's in detention is because, first of all, he he has this bad past with his family or whatever, and he's just acting out. 
and yeah. because he's not accepted, man, that'd be so dope. Well, they did. Uh, they used some Down syndrome uh, kids who suffer from Down syndrome in Champions. The it was a, a Woody Woody Harrelson. He did a comedy about bas- mm-hmm. basketball team, and now yeah, they, yeah. Had, it was good. Like it was kind of cute. It was funny. But nowadays they aren't really like they're trying to get actors who are who have the 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 problem in order to well not the problem but trying to get actors who have the disability to actually mm-hmm. act which I think is kind of cool you know yeah. in, in certain situations sometimes it's just the people that act but that's just that's yeah. just me all right our last question okay this is a good one all right favorite lead actors right now male and female give me your top three that lead actors male or female Lead actors, are we sticking strictly on the big screen or we, we can do a uh, small screen? The question said on screen, so it doesn't matter, big okay. or small. Yeah. Okay. Um this is my boy. I don't care how much you, you don't like him to an extent. Michael but Jai uh Michael Jai White, huh? No, no. That's <laughs> that's you and you and Venom's boy. Uh but since we're going there. I put I'm putting my stock in my boy from Snowfall. Damson Ildris. Okay. I got Damson you. Ildris, man. Yeah. If I had to bet the house, I would put it on him. Because he did some major strong work and showed a lot of range in Snowfall. And I think if people will write to his skill sets, because truth be told, I'm waiting for him to do a comedy. Cause if you've ever seen him in an interview. He's hilarious, bro. He can do a Denzel impersonation. He he impersonates people well. So I would love to see him do stuff, some more stuff. Um, All right, here's, here's my hot take on that. A little pushback right here. Like, okay. He was amazing in Snowfall, right? He was. But mm-hmm. all he... Hmm. I'm gonna... He's, he's basically playing Walter White from... Uh, from Breaking Bad, same story. <laughs> same, like it's it's literally just a good guy that t- that turned bad. Like he's great at it, especially mm-hmm. like last season, amazing. But he's not doing something I haven't seen before. So well, I mean, that's I, 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 that's, I need to see that's it. on I the. Need, I need to see that's the on the writers. Thing. No, it's not. And I the director. See, I need to see the next thing because he tried. He had that bad movie with Falcon. Uh, yeah, that, that was, we, uh, yeah, the the military joint that was hard. Yeah, but he was yeah. really good, really good in the uh, uh, the Donald Glover's thing, the uh, the horror swarm. He was good in that as a bit bit part in that. Mm-hmm. So I just need to see the next thing, and then I'll yeah. then I'll buy some stock. So okay, yeah, go well, ahead. I'll... But you're the fan club VP, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had to go with the goat. Dizzy, Denzel. That's easy. That's easy pick. That's All easy. Right. That's easy work. You you you're not gonna you're not gonna bypass him. Um, and one more, one more male, one more male, gotta be Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I like I like. He was great in Oppenheimer, even though it was a small part. He was great in Oppenheimer. Yeah, he does it. He does it. Even even when he would get typecast into um. Tony, it's still he does great work. It's showing, yeah, it, it, in fact, of showing the range of how Tony changed 
even to his end. So, so, so forget forget about Doctor Doolittle. We just gonna throw that one out. Huh? I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Doctor Doolittle. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. No, no, uh, no, I'm saying that I know you're doing movie. that to be sarcastic, <laughs> but I, I I I put respect on his name, bro. And back in the day, uh, weird science. Like I mean, even the 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 drugged out Robert Downey Jr. I like dude. Dude was nice. So those are my three three guys. Uh, female lead lead actress. Hmm. Our home girl, um, uh, Angelou Ellis. I mess- yes, Angelou Ellis. Uh, Ellis. Angelou Ellis. Yeah. Yeah, you know I'm a, I'm the name butcher. I'm, yeah, but she. I'm, I'm C murder. <laughs> no, the in murder, murder. In, in yeah, murder. in murder, name murderer. Yeah, I'm in murder. So but, uh, she's uh, justified city of primeval. She's amazing in that. She does a really good job. Yeah. So I could see that. I go. I would love to see him. I know she's pushing to get Fannie Lou Hamer uh, back on, and hopefully we'll get her once the strike is over. She said she would come talk to us. Cool. So hopefully we'll have that soon. But she's she's like one of my top dogs. Um, mm, I'm gonna go with Jamie Lee Curtis, bro. Jamie Lee. You picking a lot of cats that on the back nine. I'm just, I'm just saying, like Jamie Lee, her best, her I mean, best days is behind. Best days is behind. I love her, but her, yeah. And I mean, but they're using her in her old age too, though. So it's like she stood the test of time. She finally got the Oscar. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Stole it from Angela. Oh, 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 don't, don't pick. Do not. We just healing from that sword. Don't pick on that sword, nah, man. She, You're gonna, it's going to affect well, it. She was well deserved on that one, so I'm not even. Um, but yeah, leading lady, I love Jamie Lee, okay. and last one for me, and I think you said it. I think Angela Bassett. I think Angela does not get as many roses as she should get. Angela Bassett has played every role and there's not another role I think she could play to make her even a, a even more powerful woman. So Angela Bassett is my last one. I get you know what Angela Bassett made a Tyler Perry movie watchable. So <laughs> you know wrong. So, so I'm not I'm not wrong on that. I'm not that <laughs> I I now I'm giving you my my three. Uh, okay, male. Here we go. I'm going Don Cheadle, amazing yeah. actor. Now I know he's a he's more of a supporting guy, but and there's times when he's like he I think he steals Devil in a Blue Dress from Denzel. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it was a it was a miss on the Miles Davis biopic. I don't think that worked. I feel like he's amazing as Rhodey. Uh, Every time in the Oceans franchise is really good. I want to yeah. see him do do more lead work. Hotel Rwanda, one of my favorite films of his. Like he's an amazing actor. I would love to see him in more of a lead role. You gotta, you know, I'm on the Don Cheeto train. Okay, all right. I'm my, with you on that. I'll ride the caboose on that one. My number two, uh, Bradley Cooper. Rocket mm. himself. He's got a movie coming out. Uh, uh, coming out that they had to hold because of the strike 
uh, but I promise you, he's he's always in the conversation. Did did you see the one where he was a country singer? Yes, of of course. Uh, With Lady Gaga, I never saw that one, but I look it looked like it it won it won like Oscars, didn't it? Yeah, it won an Academy. It's a remake of a remake of a remake, but uh, Bradley Cooper, amazing actor, and I think you know, let's give Rocket the Raccoon his Oscar this year. Yeah, because well, I mean, due to the strike, he should. <laughs> no, no, even without the strike, like um, amazing voice work. Like he's the, that's the reason why you pay, you pay a movie star to come in and play. Like he's he's amazing. I love. He's got total upside, so I can't wait to see what else he does. And my third one, come on, this is my guy from Ant Man, Michael Pena. Mm, yeah, stole Ant Man. He's uh. Uh, what's um, give me one second? Let me look this up right now. Pause. For yeah, I think they I think they don't use him enough, and he's he has a lot of range. He can he can do anything. He can do anything. He's uh uh Jack uh Jack Ryan. He's in Jack Ryan. He plays a, a plays a assassin, a government assassin in that. Mm-hmm. He's re- really good. Uh. I don't know. Every movie he's in, he puts in a good performance. He was in Narcos. If you guys hadn't seen that, he was on uh, Fantasy Island. Just an amazing working actor. I would love to see him get a chance to do more lead roles. Uh, for my ladies, Zendaya. Yeah, you know I'm miss. with you on that one. Matter of fact, does not miss. A, does not miss. There's a movie that was supposed to come out. She's playing a tennis pro. They, it was it's done. They shelved it because she can't promote it. Because wow. like they, she she does like, and that would have oh that would have landed so strong right now. Yeah, after uh, Coco, yeah. yeah. Dang. So all right, it, it, it's a, it's a romantic comedy that's cool, and she's Euphoria. She's amazing this past season. I I don't if you find me a better actress on TV. I I I don't know who who is like she does movies and TV goes back and forth. So I rock with Zendaya. Margot Robbie, Barbie herself. Yeah, she don't miss Miss, like, miss uh, what's up, Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn. Uh, she uh, look at her filmography all the way from Wolf of Wall Street. Like she could play mm-hmm. a side character. She could play. She played Tanya Harding, and mm. like, and you've seen Tanya Harding. Like, come on, yeah. Now. And just she's an actress who's like. I don't know. She's one of these actresses who's she's a good-looking lady, but she's more talented. Yeah, like she's she's a beautiful lady, but there's substance there. It's not just like Gal Gadot, where she looks good, but we don't know how yeah. how it chops how it's going to turn out. Or or I hate I hate to say it. Please be high. Don't jump at me. Stop trying to make Beyonce an actress. Stop. Stop um, trying to make her a voice actress. Stop. 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 Just just, just stop. stop. Let stop it. I love you, Beehive. Don't come for us, cause you no, know, we you didn't shut down a whole bunch of other people. But be honest with yourselves. Yeah, she she. Beyonce she's can her. sing, she can dance. Acting is not her group. Let it go. It's it's just it's just not so. Uh, and you mess up Lion King, but I we we, we go. <laughs> stop, stop! Don't do that. Don't did, do that. Did mess mess it totally up. Don't say that out loud. Don't say that out loud. Like Keep that, that to ruined ruined it for me. No. <laughs> I and my and my last one, like I don't think you, I don't think you could do a list without a without a Regina. 
Yeah, that's so true. I'm going, I'm going with Regina King. Yes. Yes, Regina from, King. From two two seven to the harder they fall. What's the, what's the name of that old? Joke? Is it harder they fall? Yeah, it's the harder they fall to the, to the Watchmen. She's, she's a director. She directed One Night in Miami. Like, and I think arguably one of the best TV series ever for one year, The Watchmen. Like, she was amazing in that. I know she's but had, you know. I'm a I'm let me drop two pennies on it. Give her credit for being one of the baddest voice actors. Oh yeah, I out forgot there. about that. Boondock. Because Boondock, she plays two characters that on the regular have to have conversations with each other. So I saw they have a behind the scene video on YouTube showing her doing that, and it, it it'll throw you off. You'd be like, "Oh my God, she need to be in a padded room picking lint off her clothes," because you can't. I don't get it. I don't get how you can sit up there and have a full conversation with yourself in two different voices. Yeah, and that's so, talent. Is what that. Yeah, that's, that's just talent. that's just straight talent, bro. So, just my two pennies on on your pick, bro. Great, great pick, Regina. King is is a is a monster, and she got a movie Shirley Shirley Chisholm movie coming out with mm, oh. Shirley Chisholm, and you know she's gonna body that. Like you know, yes she is. Yeah, that's that's gonna be amazing. Well, I know this was a fun little exercise, guys. We keep the questions yeah. coming to us. Like we we always love to love the feedback from the real runs. We really do. And like I said, we got plenty of stuff coming down the line. So we just appreciate the love you guys rocking with us, like you have. And we, going to continue to get better and have more stuff out there for you. Hollywood pay the writers, man. Let's get this thing back on the road so we can have some more content to talk about. Let's do that because at some point, we're going to have to pull our cameras out and start doing it. And, that and, and what you ain't gonna, ain't, I'm <laughs> telling you, you better keep me off the field. I'm like, Dion, we coming. We coming. We coming. We coming. We here. We coming. We here. Believe. All right. Peace. Peace. <laughs>